You can fill a church with people that you can't convince to live for God or pray or do anything, or you can bring people to Christ, see them converted, and then the burden of God to live for God comes into their life. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. We're visiting with the general overseer of a well-known church in the heart of New York City. He's Pastor Carter Conlin of Times Square Church. He's talking about their wonderful mission and exciting outreach within this city, a vast metropolis, and far beyond. share a little bit with our listeners that uh, may not live in New York City about Times Square Church and uh, the ministry there? Well, we're located in the heart of Manhattan on 51st and Broadway. You can It's a stone's throw from where the ball comes down New Year's Eve. You can see it actually from my office. A congregation of about 10,000 people from 104 different nations and fairly equally represented. It's, it's very, very culturally diverse. A lot of young people in the church, a lot of young millennials coming in and finding Christ as their Savior. We've been blessed for years with having the presence of God with us when we meet together. It's a very unusual place. I, I, I just love pastoring there with all my heart. Prayer has been the cornerstone of our church from its inception, its foundation, continues to be, and God continues to bless the efforts of our hands as we follow His leading and, and continue to seek Him for, for our direction. Now. Pastor uh, David Wilkerson was the original pastor. When did you join him leading this church? He called me on his birthday, May 19, 1994. I, I had been preaching as a revivalist in Canada from coast to coast for a season, and I was pastoring a small church. And a man called Leonard Ravenhill in Lindale, Texas, heard a tape of a message that I preached somewhere and then called me and invited me to spend some time with him at his home in Texas. Mm. So I went to see Leonard Ravenhill. I spent three days with him where he just poured out from his heart into my life. Then he sent two tapes to David Wilkerson, who put them in his glove compartment, and they were there for three years. In wow. 1994, on the way home from the Bible school that he had founded, which we still have in Grantville, Pennsylvania, he was praying, and he said, God, I need help. The church is growing fast, the ministry is expanding, and uh, there's just so many needs everywhere, and I just, I just need help. Lord, would you help me? He reached in his glove compartment to take some things out, and two tapes fell on the floor. Wow. And on the way home, he stuck them into his tape player. And he said he heard, he told me, he said, I heard a sound. I heard a certain sound that I always want to hear in a preacher. And he, so he called me from the side of the highway, asked if I would be in New York the following Tuesday to preach for him. I did come to New York, and after that, he said, would you please pray about coming to help me? And if, if God wants you to come and help me, pray about why he wants you to do that. Mm. And what was it about Times Square Church and, and his ministry that made you think this is a great place for me to also reach out with the gospel? Uh, I didn't really think it was a great place in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I, I really didn't want to go to New York, to be honest with you. It was a burden that came on me from the Lord. I felt that this man needed help, and it turns out that that was true. He did need help, and I ultimately just felt it was the call of God. I, I was actually quite happy where I was. We were in revival. I was pastoring a local church where we were wow. having to sit people literally outside on Sunday days wow. to hear the gospel. We had a huge missions program. The Lord was blessing in every conceivable way. And I didn't have a very favorable opinion of New York and living, moving into that, a different, completely yes. kind of society. But I felt in my heart when I prayed 
that God was asking me to go and asking me to trust him with the future and whatever, whatever was going to happen there. And uh, I'm thankful that I think in my life, prayer has been a big part of my life since the days of my conversion. And I can honestly say, I didn't come to New York City for advantage. I came because the Lord was leading me there. And that's how you know that it's from Him, isn't it? When yes. you would like to stay where you are, but you feel compelled to go. Absolutely compelled of God. It yeah. was a strong, strong burden that came into my heart. And that's the leading that I've always learned to follow all of my days. From the day I, I came to Christ, I was 24 years old at that time. Mm. That's always been the hallmark. If it's God, there's a, there's, a, there's a strong burden He puts in your heart, and then He will bring it to the fruition of what He intends it to be if, if I would just follow Him as, as He's leading me. Amen. You know, you mentioned you have a uh, diverse range of uh, people that attend from uh, different nations, from different ages. What compels them to come in to uh, keep coming? In my opinion, they're attracted by the reality of the gospel, the reality of Jesus Christ. We preach with a tenderness, but yet we preach the whole counsel of God without apology. This young generation wants a reason to live. They want a reason to live. And we do them as a service. If all we're presenting is some kind of um, a moderate, palatable Christianity, and we're not really presenting the true, the true Christ, the true cross, the true pathway that's before. I've, I've told people at an altar before, if you say yes to God today, you could die in the mission field. Do you understand that? God has the right to lead you. If you're prepared to do that, and we find now you get converts and not adherents, and there's a big difference. You can fill a church with people that you can't convince to live for God or pray or do anything, or you can bring people to Christ, see them converted, and then the burden of God to live for God comes into their life. Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm believing God for, and this is what we're moving towards, especially in the days ahead. A wonderful focus for ministry, seeking to experience God's moving in changing lives rather than mass attendance and popularity. Or, as we're told in Zechariah 4, verse 6, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Yes, by God's strength and His spirit moving in the heart of many, and not just by our own strengths and abilities. We'll return to our talk with Pastor Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City in just a moment. And he has so much more to say, so be sure to stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby, all one word and Bobby spelt with an I, dot com. That's Connections with Rich and Bobby, dot com. There, all of our podcasts are posted, along with all of our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, posting on Instagram, or tweeting us on Twitter. Now, let's return to our talk with Pastor Carter Conlin as he continues sharing about the ministry of Times Square Church located in the heart of New York City. So many organizations or people who want to reach out to that generation in particular, millennials, but not just them. They feel compelled to make it what has been labeled as seeker-friendly, which is that they want to please the people to almost, I would say, almost trick them to come in, but they would say, draw them in to be entertained or different things. They think that they have to appeal, that the people think that they're going to have a good time. And so have you seen in your experience that that works? 
In other words, do we have to change the way we present the gospel depending on the kind of people that we're targeting? Well, let me tell you a story. In our church in New York, we had a well-known rock musician get saved. A man who was, you know, had contracts and everything. He was, he was making it in the music industry. Mm -hmm. He came to Christ and he started traveling around, going to different churches such like, and he came to me one day and he said, Pastor, he said, I have a word of advice for the Christian church. Now this is a brand new convert. He said, when you try to imitate us, he said, you stink. <laughs> and he says, you, you get your little smoke machines going and your, your couple of lights and you get your one greasy haired guitar player and you think that we're <laughs> gonna come in and be attracted to that. He said, if you wanna see pyrotechnics and talent, he said, I'll take you to a place. He said, you gotta take a look at the, the world I came from. He said, and this is what really hit me. He said, when people come to church out of where we live or used to live, we're not, we're not coming because we want you to look like us. We're coming because we don't like what we look like. Mm, we want you to present Christ to us. And this is coming from the mouth of somebody who was successful in the music world, but the, the reality is we're such a poor imitation yes. of what they do. So we best look to be a representation of Christ and who he is, what his kingdom looks like, the power of God. It's actually quite attractive to young people. Yes. When you start saying this is a supernatural kingdom, when you open your heart, God comes into you in the, in the person of the Holy Spirit and begins to transform you from the inside out and makes you into a new creation with new gifts, new talents, new abilities, new direction, new life, new hope, a new birth. That's what the Bible calls it. You are supernaturally born again by the Spirit of God. And if you fully yield to Christ, you have no idea where God is going to take you or what he's going to do in your future. But I'll tell you, it will be fulfilling and it will be exciting. Now, as a preacher, I have known that. It's, I think it's important for those who preach the gospel to have a personal experience with God and not just a theory about what he's done in the past, yeah. but an actual living experience with God. I've had that, I've walked with God, I've known the miracle power of God in my own life, so it makes it much easier to tell somebody out there the simple message of what God's done for me, he can do for you. That's what this generation wants to hear. Yes, I'll say, and then you know that it's not that you're trying to attract them in some way, but you're letting God do the drawing. And it seems that that's so important, or is it we? that are trying to be so attractive that we have to convert them, or is it God who's doing the converting? Yeah, well, uh, we, we have to get back to prayer. We have to get back to understanding the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I can't produce a convert, only the Holy Spirit can do that. And in order for God to do that, there's gotta be a conviction that the lifestyle's gotta change. There's gotta be a, a turning from a certain worldview, life view, to the, the worldview and life view that God gives. And the, the power to live that new worldview comes from God himself and from the promises of God in his word. So we, we lay that out straight before the people. I think it's a tragic error to try to make the church look like the world yes. to win the world. Well, if that were me, I would, I would take a look at that because I was analytical. I was a cop, so I'm analytical by nature. I would have, I would have come to your church and said, well, you're just like I am. You just, you just add God to the whole thing. I don't, need, I don't need that. I'm already that. So why do I want to add God to it? I'm not interested. What won me to Christ is a man, another police officer, who started to talk to me about Jesus. And this man was a completely transformed man from the man he used to be. And he cared about my soul. And, and that intrigued me more than all the doctrine, all the other stuff is why does this man care for me? And how did he change from being a gambler, a liar and a womanizer and a drunk but you said he was to the man he is today. It looks like he was raised next to a piano singing Amazing Grace. How did that happen? And that intrigued me more than anything else the man said. Mm -hmm. He was a transformed man and he loved my soul. Mm -hmm. That won me to Christ.
beautiful picture of a faithful witness for Christ. It reminds me of Paul and Silas when they were unjustly imprisoned at Philippi and an earthquake shattered the prison, breaking loose the chains of all the prisoners. If they had escaped, it meant death for the jailer by Roman law. But listen to the account as recorded in Acts 16. And the keeper of the prison, awakened from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called out with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and ran in and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. You see, Paul and Silas's lives spoke louder than any words to the jailer. And just like Pastor Conlon shared, his life was one to Christ. Oh yes, a beautiful illustration of God working in the hearts of those who humble themselves before him, truly surrendering their lives to Christ. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Now, if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Carter Conlon, his background and his ministry at Times Square Church in New York City, just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. That's all one word and Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I dot com. And then click on Program Insights. So again, that's Program Insights at Connections with Rich and Bobby dot com. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Then, if you have a smart speaker, you can also listen to us there by simply saying, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, play the podcast Connections with Rich and Bobby. And then finally, you can connect with us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So do take a moment to let us know about you and also about what you think of our podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.